Hello and welcome to the Models Inc. cast. What? what? Well, hello, it's me. I'm very sophisticated discussing models. Oh my god, these models. Oh, tell me more. Oh, Mary, Models Inc. has so much to offer. I am so excited that we together are going to talk about it a little bit and that I'm going to watch every episode of this highbrow show. I'm so glad we've made this arrangement the way we've made it. Can I tell you about the characters of this epic drama? Yes, please, please. Well, it starts with special guest star Hillary Michaels, Amanda's mother. Also known as Mommy. No, no. And then the rest of the cast, they conveniently made a point to say in alphabetical order to justify that in a show about female models, the three dudes showed up first. Oh, it was the next. Yep. But first, we got David, Hillary's son. He's the vice president of modeling. That's not correct. And then uh, we also have Eric. Eric, he's kind of a douche. Okay. Uh, And then Brian, of course, Brian. Brian is a photographer who likes to do it in the kelp. And then the crossover star, Sarah Owens. She's from Iowa, allegedly. She's no fully. She's fully from Iowa. Oh, she's from Iowa. And her good sister friend Julie. Julie, she's from the outback. Crikey, that's what I call her. And they—they're living with um, superstar model Terry. Terry, she was the world's most beautiful woman for a minute. She was. She was. And and her good sister Carrie. Her sister Carrie was in the Matrix. Yeah. And then of course we have the model Linda. Linda wears a hat. Sometimes. <laughs> Mary, we are going to go through the whole series of Models, Inc. together. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready because I'm not going to be watching it. Okay, 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 I get it. I should not ever again use the microphone I used in this episode. I'm sorry, it won't happen again. Please bear with us. Uh, thanks, enjoy Models and Cast. Welcome to episode 12 of the Models, Inc. cast. I'm Tiege. I'm still Mary. And we're discussing the episode of Models, Inc. titled, Mary, you're never going to believe the title. Are you ready? Wait, I gotta, I gotta grab onto something. Grab onto something and remember the brilliance of the Models, Inc. writers. <clears throat> How could I forget? Okay, I'm ready. I've braced myself. So this episode is titled, hold on, you can't know yet. Don't forget, earlier in this season, Terry Spencer... The most beautiful woman in America died. She was tossed over a balcony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She came back as a ghost and haunted Brian, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. Also, the same actress came back as a new character, Monique. Some people think she's a ghost. Who can say? Uh, I just did. And Reed Carter, he's back playing a character named Adam. Some may say he's a ghost. He is legally a ghost, I think. Yeah, so these two in this episode start dating. So they titled the episode, 
ghosts. Oh my god. <laughs> now, are they are they cast as ghosts? No, no. There's no pale skin. There's no hologramic effect. Yeah, that's not good ghosting. They're just not the correct use of the word ghosting, but you're trying. Um, they're just two new characters. They're not ghosts at all. I don't know why this is titled Ghosts. Maybe you can help me figure it out. All right, I'll try. Okay, before we get into the episode, Mary, I have a very important question to ask you. Okay. In the last six months, have you had any instances where you would walk up to an individual, a stranger in a grocery store perhaps, and say, let's not sleep together, not yet. (laughs) No, but now I kind of wish I had. You know, because remember, we agreed we were both going to try that, Mary. I don't remember agreeing to that, but I believe that it happened. <laughs> it was uh, when Christopher, who works as vice president of JCPenney, told Jane, let's not sleep together. Not yet. <laughs> that is from a competing podcast. If we don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, Mary, <clears throat> there are four storylines that I would like to update you on from Models, Inc. Episode 12, titled Ghosts. Okay. And sadly, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely sad to report uh, this bootleg YouTube video did not have any of the 90s advertisements in it. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not single. What about Fruitopia? Nope, nothing. Not Red Hot Summer. Not Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie. Nothing. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, already, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm already kind of down now, but I'll try my best. So who's to know if tacos were still only 29 cents? <laughs> We have no way of knowing now. Thanks a lot, history. (laughs) Well, either way, here we go. Mary, I do have one overriding note that I remember from this episode that I watched several weeks ago. Okay. Uh, The dialogue is all so stilted. So if anyone is watching along with us, you'll note this. Like, it is like they were just given their line right before they went and recorded it. It is so choppy and poorly acted. And these are some great actors. Oh, my God. You got the cream of the crop here. Yeah. Like Carrie. Do you remember Carrie Spencer? Yes. She's the sister of the formerly most beautiful woman in the world. Yes. Yes. And she was in The Matrix. Yeah. She was dodging those bullets. Okay. Well, she comes in today to Models Incorporated in a full business suit for her first day filling in for David, the old vice president of Models. Oh, that's right. He was the vice president of models. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Carrie is still unsure about modeling herself. Okay. Okay. But she did score for Julie, the only blonde model on this show, a six-page spread in L magazine. Whoa, that's a real magazine. With Monique. Wow. And that is the end of storyline this week oh well she you know maybe she had something else going on that week yeah any any thoughts about carrie's storyline sounds short and sweet <laughs> okay well then let's move on to julie and sarah and david okay well we refresh our reverse so julie is crikey yep the only blonde model in the show david is the former vice president of modeling uh-huh. and sarah is from iowa from Iowa, definitely has had uh, cornfield parties. Oh, she's done a lot in the cornfield. Let's not kid ourselves. She is a virgin, was a virgin. Allegedly. No reason to doubt it, Mary. Wow. 
I don't know. She's from right. Well, so this happens. Sarah is in David's empty house. Suspicious. Okay. Remember, David quit Models, Inc. and stormed off. He started his own agency, and then Julie bailed on it, so he's taken off. And we learned that David left a note for Sarah that he's going to Europe. Oh, the continent. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, he spent time in Europe before and apparently had uh, relations with several many lady friends. Oh, that's what happens on the continent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Julie comes into David's empty house only to be confronted by Sarah. Mm. And Sarah says, I, I, got, I have a nice quote for you, Mary. Okay. Sarah essentially tells Julie, go to the airport and bring him back. Okay. Okay. And remember, this was at the time when you could just go to the gate of an airport. <laughs> As seen at Melrose Place, yes. Correct. No. <laughs> at Melrose Place, you could walk right up to the runway if the, <laughs> if the plot called for it. <laughs> That's a good point. And Julie's saying, it won't do any good. She can't get David back. He's gone. And Sarah, Sarah said in a poorly written, poorly acted line, oh, come on, a kiss or two, a quick grope, and the promise of more later should do the trick. She's not wrong. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> and Julie said that if David wanted her to stop him, that if David wanted Julie to come stop him, he wouldn't have left a note for Sarah. Oh, wow. I mean, that's a fair point. Uh, would you agree? I, I would agree. I do think, yeah, that's right. It, it is odd that uh, David, who by all accounts in the writing so far has given up on Sarah and now is back to Sarah. I don't understand. He's fickle. That's what men are like. They're fickle. Yeah. Well, Brian comes to get Sarah for Puritech, I think is what my writing says. Puritech? Yeah, an, a, a photo campaign. Uh, but she is in the hot tub. Well, someone should be using it. Nobody's there half of the time. Yeah. Sarah said she needs a change, and she needs it now. Ah. And <laughs> I remember this, because she's sitting in the hot tub with, like, her arms hanging over the edge, and one of them is, like, dipped over the edge, right? So, like, both arm, both elbows behind her shoulders, if you will. Left arm in the water, right arm hanging off the edge of the hot tub. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that, that's a plot point. Stick with me. Okay, I'm sorry. The cat knocked my phone off the thing. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Sarah needs a change. She needs it now. And Brian says, well, at least you're not drinking. Oh, wow. Which, not, as we learned from Alice and Emma, we're not what you say to an alcoholic. And Sarah says, oh. whatever you say, dad. Oh, wow. Sick burn, Sarah. And Brian walks away. And Sarah, the hand that was draped over the edge of the hot tub, she brings it up. And it had a nice big glass of wine. All right, girl, get it. So she was drinking. Well, well, he pushed her to it, apparently. Now, Sarah, we, we next see her that same day, we believe, driving fast down a road with her vision getting blurry. You know, they're doing that thing where she's rubbing her eyes in the darkness. Oh, been there. She veers off the road, and Mary, she crashes. Oh, no, look out. Into a ditch. Well, that's not the worst place. Like a bitch. <laughs> that was to rhyme mary loves a rhyme i do love her wasn't being sexist well you c- both things can be true anyway sarah veers off the road into a ditch like a bitch soon a, a car pulls up right behind her and a dark figure gets out and pulls her out of the car is it batman goes, but we don't know yet oh okay 
So this dark figure puts her in another car and drives away, and then we cut to commercials, which we didn't get to see. Jeez, what a waste. <sighs> yeah, uh, it was real bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, we later learn, uh, we see after the commercial break, he brought her back to the model house and lays her on the couch. Okay, so Sarah's dropped off by this mysterious figure. They're not paying for another set when they already have a whole house or not. Yeah. Uh, how this guy figured out where she lived, who knows? But Sarah wakes up and she tells Monique about the most beautiful guy in the world. Oh my God. Sarah tells Monique she was in a wreck. And Monique says, Sarah, your car is in the garage. Oh. Mm -hmm. And later, so we're supposed to believe maybe Sarah is hallucinating. She's that drunk. Later, there's a lunch with Julie and Monique and Sarah. And Monique heard that David isn't coming back and Julie sent him away. Oh. oh I'm sorry. Sarah wasn't at this lunch. It was just Julie and Monique. And Monique said, I heard David left and isn't coming away. <laughs> Julie said, remind me to take Sarah's big mouth and fill it with my fist. Oh. Yeah, I remember the first time that offer was made to me. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> David sends Julie a letter uh, about needing a fresh start at, at kind of near the end of the episode. So that's where that storyline wraps up. And Sarah's at the model house. And guess who walks in, Mary? Is it Batman? It's Batman. Yes. The guy who came right behind her, picked her up. And we learned, went through her wallet to find out where she lived. And just brought her home. And so that car home. Well, he's very efficient. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sarah's into this dude. Well, of course. Yeah. So that wraps up those storylines. Any any thoughts? Um, <laughs> uh, it sounds like a real a real thriller so far. There's just there's so many intricate plot lines being woven together. The, the the line delivery was so stilted. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, <clears throat> and it must be pretty bad if you're saying it's bad. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not sure what that means, but whatever. Can I tell you about the model Linda? Yeah, Linda wears a hat, right? Sometimes. Just say yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Linda comes in late to a meeting in Hillary's office. Okay. Yeah. And she, there with her is Chris, her boyfriend. There not, are, Eric, not Eric the douchebag. There are too many people named Chris on these shows. There are. And they're like, they're airing at roughly the same time. And too many drunk driving incidents to be and, but, yeah, and there are, I don't know that many Chris's in real life. I know like two Chris's. I got to tell you, I, I know one and uh, that's enough for me. It's my brother. <laughs> don't care for him. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I sent him, I sent him a fuck you postcard from Melrose Place. Mm -hmm. And on the back, I said, ha, 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 mom can't see this. Mm -hmm. and he took a picture of it and sent it to my mother. I mean, in his defense, you kind of basically made him do that. <laughs> oh, well, blame the victim much. Okay. All right. Well, Linda, the model, comes late to a meeting. Hillary is there. Chris, her boyfriend, is there. And Chris's father. Oh, daddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Too many, there is it. too many daddies. Mary, 
being held up while while Linda is not there yet, right? They didn't know where they didn't know when she was coming in. Was a huge publisher's clearinghouse style one hundred thousand dollar check with Linda's name on it. Oh, it's from the soap company, and Daddy says we want to own you, Miss Holden, and we're prepared prepared to pay for it. Oh wow. Yeah, Linda's acting a little standoffish, and Hillary, in front of the client, says, uh, Linda, this is for supermodels. This only comes once or twice a career. Sure. Okay, and then we kind of fade away, and it's clear that there's something weird happening in Linda's mind. She's not as excited about this as you'd expect her to be. Mm, well, that's a lot of hat money. I would think she'd be more excited. You would think so. Later, we see Chris is helping her pick out and buys her a new dress. Did she get a matching hat? No, no, there's no hat involved. But Chris says, I love buying things for you. Oh, yeah. But, but the truth is, I love any chance to undress you. Because he had her like change into this new dress. Oh. And Linda is feeling conflicted about being, quote, locked away. Okay. Okay. All right, so cut later, Eric the douche is asking Brian, the photographer, who loves having sex in Seacup with the most beautiful woman in America, how yeah. to win Linda back. Linda, remember who he hit. Yeah, he's not great. Okay. So this is what happens. And Mary, I would like you to just try and identify a hole in this plot point. Okay. So after that discussion where he, you know, Brian is giving him advice on how to win Linda back, this is what he does. He takes a huge, huge silver boombox and plays romantic music outside Linda's window. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right in Chris's backyard. <laughs> that was such a thing. That happened on so many movies and shows then. And I've yet, no one has ever showed up in my yard with a boombox serenading me with anything. Not, okay. with a weird owl tape. I'd be excited. Yes, but he's in some other guy's backyard. It's First fine. Thing. It's California. Also, the backyard of the guy who held him at gunpoint and said, leave and never come back. Look, these people aren't known for making good decisions. Am I surprised? No. Okay. Now, as of up until this very moment, I'm team Chris. Okay? All right. But then Chris comes out, he hears the music, and sees Linda staring lovingly out the window at her ex-boyfriend who beat her and blackmailed her. Yeah. And tried to pimp her out. I'm still on, so this is why I'm on team Chris. But he comes out in boxer shorts, Mary. Yeah. And what can only be described as a carpet of chest hair. <laughs> so did that make him higher or lower on your list? He's done. She needs to get back with Eric, is what I say. <laughs> He's just as the good Lord made him. Yeah. Uh, he comes and just closes the blinds and walks away leaving Linda staring forlornly out the window through the blinds, thinking of Eric. Probably also thinking of hats. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was, because Eric wasn't wearing a hat, and she was probably imagining all sorts of different hats on that head. Oh, a lot of sexy hat scenarios. Uh, she later tells Chris that they need time apart. Uh-oh, that's never a good sign. Yep. Oh, shit. I can't believe I forgot where this plot ended. <laughs> Okay, so she tells Chris they need time apart. 
they're arguing and Linda says she can't lie like this, right? That she feels like she's kind of putting on airs that she's feeling trapped and like a kept woman and she needs to break free. Mm -hmm. So she's going walking away and he grabs her by the arm to spin her around as they do in all the Darren Star shows. I've also never had anybody do that to me. I've been do- I'm not living my 90s fantasy. You know what, Mary? If you would like me to grab you by the arm and spin <laughs> you around, I still don't think I would because unlike any of the characters on any of these shows, I have a male feminist card. You know, you keep talking about that card. I haven't seen it. Look, bitches be giving me cards. <laughs> anyway, so he spins her around. They're having a little, little, little skin and marine to do up there. And uh, well, she, <laughs> well, let's get a do. Good job. Uh, she, um, she, well, uh, she accidentally uh, tumbles him down the stairs. Wait, she tumbles him down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, she tumbles him down the stairs. That's a new plot twist. Usually it's the other way around with women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of Joe. Uh, Falling down the cement stairs at Melrose Place and getting just a couple bruises after it when yeah. Sarah the models or Sarah from Iowa's boyfriend threw her down the stairs. It was it was just like that. Uh, the model Linda accidentally tumbled Chris down the stairs. Oh my God! What ha- well, what happened? Well, she goes to check on him and uh, he is fucking dead. He's dead from that. He's dead. Yeah. What? what how many stairs did he go down? A flight. Now, listen. Wow, he's weak. So Linda, Linda uh, realizes Chris is dead. She killed him. And she does, she's a smart woman. Mm-hmm. She goes straight to the phone and calls Eric. Oh, God, girl. And tells Eric, I think I killed him. Now, in defense of Linda the model, it was the 90s. All phone calls were not being recorded and monitored. I guess, but th- they would still look at the phone records and see what happened. It's a good point. So Eric comes over, probably, I don't know where Eric was. He was, yeah, he had just been outside serenading her from the backyard, but he comes in, asks what happened. Linda says, we were having a little skin of a rinky dinky do, and he, I accidentally tumbled him down the stairs. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, it happens in movies and television. It's like death becomes her, you know, just yeah, but they lived through it, not like weakling Chris. No. So Eric goes to check if Chris is alive, gets real close to him, and then stops and says, I shouldn't touch anything. Good point. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that, Chris. Um, and so he says to her, this is what you're going to say. You know, you, you just came home and found him this way. Okay. Okay. So the police are there, they're everywhere, and they ask, uh, she says she came in, found them, called the police immediately, and the police ask if anything was taken, and she said no. Oh, okay. And then the police said, oh, really, how do you know? Because she didn't inventory the house, according to her. Sure. Yeah. Uh, So... That's that's not good, right? So the police, okay, picture. <laughs> the police are there, everywhere. They're doing an investigation. It was not quite as bad as when Jake dreamed about lying on his taxes. <laughs> that's a classic scene. But it was about as bad as when Michael was hit by a car 
and the police were all over Melrose Place. It was that level of police presence. They dispatched everyone. Everyone Chris in Los Angeles who had a badge was at Melrose Place. Is lying dead at the foot of the stairs after the skin of my rinky dinky do, and then they gave him a little tumble down the stairs. Oh. Right. The, poli- the, the police are already in terror questioning Linda and already identifying holes in her story. Mm, I suppose. Okay, all this time has gone by, and then, and then, does an officer jump up and say, he's alive. What? So they didn't check that first. (laughs) You'd think that would be at the top of the list. You would think? Anyway, uh, so now he's in the hospital, and Linda comes to see him in the hospital. Okay. And Linda is nervous about this, because... Of course, Chris knows that she gave him a little tumble down the stairs after the skin of her running dinky do. Mm-hmm. And she says, Chris, about this. And he says, don't worry. He's not mad. And Linda said something about Eric told me to do this. And he said, wait, what does Eric have to do with this? And Linda said, when you fell, I called Eric. Okay. And Chris tells Linda, don't worry. He'll cover the story for her. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Everything's solved. Chris is going to cover for her. Linda's having a drink with Eric at the bar that he works at because he works at Reed Carter or Adam's new bar. Okay. The club that Reed Carter bought with drug money, I assume, from Joe. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Right, right. Um, So they're having a little drink. Linda's saying essentially like, Chris is going to take care of me. He's going to cover for me. And guess what happens, Mary? Oh, no. Oh, God. What now? The police come. Because Chris said, yeah, I know what happened. Eric was in the house. Linda wasn't there. And Linda can't say otherwise. Oh. So Chris took a little tumble, found out that Linda turned to Eric, and Chris said, I know what to do. And he came up with a story that nobody can disprove. Eric tumbled Chris down the stairs after maybe they had a skin and dinky do at the top of the stairs. Oh, that's plausible. Yeah. So, Mary, what do you think of this storyline? I mean, it sounds like it should be more exciting than it actually is. <laughs> hey, it, I have to tell you, it was a moment for me when I was like, the double cross. Oh, sneaky when I realized what Chris did, how smart he was to get rid of Eric in this way. Sneaky, sneaky Chris with his fake death. Chris was like, do you remember when Logan was like four and he would try and walk sneaky and he would walk kind of on his tiptoes, but more just on the ball of his feet. And he'd be like, sneaky, 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 thereby revealing that he's trying to be sneaky. Oh, yeah, he did do that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, do you think I was making that up? I don't do that, Mary. Okay, well, one last storyline to fill you in on Models and Episode 12, Ghosts. Oh my god, okay. This is about the ghost, Monique, played oh. by the, the same actress who played Terry Spencer, the most beautiful ghost in America. Okay. And Adam, played by the same actor who uh, played Reed Carter, who I would say is probably one of the more beautiful ghosts in the Melrose Place universe. I mean, we don't have we don't have that many ghosts yet. We're talking Reed Carter or Daddy. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him the most beautiful ghost in Melrose Place. Okay. So if you remember last month, uh, Adam took Monique out on a date for a business meeting. And then when Monique kind of revealed she had a great time, I was like, can I have another one? He was like, no, I don't have second dates. Bye. And she cried outside. Sick burn. Yeah. Well, Monique, uh, formerly the most beautiful woman in America, comes up and confronts Adam at the bar for being a one date wonder. Oh, you don't want that as your nickname. Nope. And they, the writers thought they were doing something special there. Anyway, they're having a little bit of back and forth, and she's like essentially being like, I, I just I just triple dog dare you to take me on a date. I bet you won't. I know you won't. You're not man enough. You're a one-date wonder. One-date wonder. <laughs> anyway, she asks him to escort her to a party, and he doesn't answer, and she rolls her eyes and says, of course. And then he says, yes. Wait, so it worked? It worked. I got to take, take notes. Take that trick for your uh, fishholdingmatch.coms. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get me one of those guys holding a fish. Sounds real hard. <laughs> so few to pick from. <laughs> Maybe that could be a bonus episode. <laughs> All right. Now, what we learned from Monique is she's not sure why she invited him, whether if it was to pay him back or because she wanted to see him again. Mm -hmm. And then she says, he just wants to be a mystery. And then he kisses her. How mysterious. Mysterious. Ghosts kissing on TV. <laughs> he kisses her and then he kind of pulls back and Monique just stares into his eyes and she says, <clears throat> are you ready? Yep. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to learn Monique is what the kids today would call an empath. Oh, I know what that's like. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. and that she's like living a second life so she's already a little little astrology a little otherworldly yeah I she, mine is yeah i <laughs> i don't know but what's your rising sign your, your my, my rising sign yeah what's that uh okay so monique gets a kiss and then he pulls back and she just stares at him and she says she must have been something and Reed Carter, or Adam, says, confused, who? And Monique says, the woman who made you like this. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, the women. The emotional intelligence of this model, it just, <laughs> it blows me away. <laughs> uh, much like being shot with a harpoon. Shot through the heart. <laughs> Uh, Reed Carter comes to see Monique at the model house. So she's got a little spell on him. Oh, women, am I right? Mm -hmm. And Adam, or Reed Carter, uh, reveals that he, in fact, was married. To a lady? I know, much to my dis dismay. <laughs> to a woman named Grayson Hunter. That's a stupid name. Okay, but we got the full name, which means she's coming on the show. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Well done. Yeah. He was married to her. She was the love of his life. And he came home one day and she was gone. She was gone? She was gone. That's what I just said. Like a ghost. Oh, maybe that's why it's called ghosts. 
Not the two ghosts that are fucking in the club. Reed Carter and Terry Spencer. Wow, there's so many layers to this. Yeah, well, uh, Reed Carter says, I've been looking for two years. I'm still looking. So he's on the hunt for his wife, his lady, the lady friend. He's looking for love in all the wrong places. And then he says, <clears throat> then he says, are you ready? Yeah. He says, this is what he says. <clears throat> oh, oh, Mary, this is such a moving line. I have to go get a snack, but I'm listening. Okay, he says, forget about me, Monique. I'm not what you, meet, what you need. Oh. I'm not even, I'm not even here. He's not even here? What does that mean? Let me say that again for history. Forget about me, Monique. I'm not what you need. I'm not even here. Okay. <laughs> yep, and Monique says, you know, essentially she calls his bluff because she's good at that. And she says, you're just terrified you'll fall in love with me. I mean, that's probably fair. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. I haven't watched this episode in a couple of weeks. Okay, so Monique says, you're just terrified you'll fall in love with me. Okay, so earlier, remember I told you that Carrie, the sister of the most beautiful ghost in America. Yeah. Got Julie a six-page spread in Elle magazine, but it's with Monique. Oh, wow. The ghost of the most beautiful woman in America. That's conflicting. Mm-hmm. And they're dressed up in um, period attire from like the 1700s, like the, the, the big hoop skirts like uh, Jinx Monsoon wore in season five, episode 13. Okay. Remember the hoop skirt? No? Okay, that's fine. I uh, but big, like, like dresses like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can yep. do that. And Monique and... Julie are having uh, what turns out to be a competitive photo shoot where they're trying to get in each other's light, go in each other's way, etc. And, uh, you know, it just uh, ends up in a fist fight between the two. Like, they're just rolling around. <laughs> Women. Yeah. So we're supposed to take a look. I don't understand. Monique and Julie hate each other. Yeah, I don't remember that being a thing, but whatever. Okay. Here's what you are going to remember being a thing, and what should give you a moment of pause. Uh, we're back to Adam or Reed Carter. Uh, Monique said, you're just terrified you'll fall in love with me, so she called the bluff. Uh, Reed Carter had already said, stay away from me, Monique. I'm not what you need. I'm not even here. Well, uh, Adam or Reed Carter comes back to the mop house. He's there for Monique. Oh, wow. And her chariot awaits, but... But it's not an actual chariot, Barry. They didn't spring for an actual chariot? Nope. And it's not even a limousine. What? It's not a two-seater bicycle. It's not a dirigible. That's the real shame here. No, no. Reed Carter showed up to pick up his new lady friend in an episode titled Ghosts in a sailboat. A sailboat? He sails up to the beach, drops anchor, jumps out in a little dinghy boat, and goes to get Monique and says, come sail away with me. Oh, God. Don't get on and, that boat, Monique. 
And that's how it ends. Mary, what do you think of this storyline? Well, um, I feel like the writers could have put a little more work into some of this. I think so. Um, I don't like that there's a boat. I, I've had enough boats on these shows for a while. Especially, especially with Reed Carter. Yeah, I think we've had enough of him on boats for a lifetime. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the next time we talk about this, they're off the boat already. Yeah, or, or at, at least that Monique is not in a booby hatch under the boat. <laughs> Get out of that booby hatch. <laughs> okay, Mary. This has been, it is hard to believe. I know this is going to be hard to believe. You're going to question my mathematics. We have been covering Models, Inc. for a year. I don't believe you. 12 episodes. I told you you weren't going to believe me, but 12 episodes every month we're dropping an episode. It's been a year. Oh, my God. I'm never going to get that time back. <laughs> no, you're actually not. But, uh, Mary, I will let you go. Final question. Okay. Has my riveting revelations of the dramatic romances convinced you to start watching Model Tank? No. Wow, so no. quick. No. So quick with that answer. It's not, your, your recaps are perfectly, perfectly wonderful. I just, this is, I, especially now that there's a boat, I can't get on board with that. Can't get on board. <laughs> it's, it's particularly offensive to me that it's Reed Carter showing up with the sailboat. <laughs> like that, I wonder how long this occurred after he was on Melrose Place. Like, I wonder if he was like literally at the marina. Like, okay, we're done shooting this one. Time to go over here to this other boat. <laughs> you know, I can't speak to the shooting. Now, Reed Carter showed up on Models Inc. after like the first eight episode block. Yeah. So I think he was added in after they decided to renew it for a full season. But he he finished near the end of season two of Melrose Place. Yeah, that's true. Because I think it was like episode 25 when there's a picture of Ghost Reed Carter with an enormous baby in between Joe's legs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Wait, seriously, how, how long does this show go on? How many episodes are there? <laughs> Man, I told you this, right? So it goes to season seven of the original run, but then there's the re- the reboot season. So there's how many reboot seasons? Just the one so far. So far. Okay. But there's also, but then Mary, there's the, the Amazon has the true story of Melrose Place movie that we should cover. Oh God. How long? Yeah. And, and. Uh, Models Inc. has to be covered too. Wait, what the hell is Models Inc.? It, it's a two-season spinoff. Of what? What do they? Of, of Melrose Place from the lady from Dynasty was on it, I think. The lady from Dynasty, my God, this was like a whole industry. And I do think nine hundred two one zero to get to understand where this show came from is probably worth exploring. I I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> and then when Allison left, she went to Ellie McBeal. 
does it have anything to do with the contents of Melrose Place? I just feel like, how, do you really want to be an expert in this or not? I mean, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, so we're in for all of it. Oh, God. <laughs>